tears, are you running a party? <laughs> was there a little effect on that? Was there a little reverb in there? No, that was my reverb. Oh. That's my natural reverb. Uh, you, you got blessed. Yeah, with did you plug- like that? You got blessed with the plug-in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got blessed with the plug-in. Here we go. Ready? Yeah, I'm recording. Uh, You're recording onto multiple tracks. Everything's wonderful. You're not going to use sound effects, or if you do, I reserve the right to put in whatever I want. All right, you want to do a podcast? Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bob's Lives and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the man, the myth, the McClunky, Aaron, oh Absolute Humidity clunky. Robbins. How are you doing, man? I don't know. I, I, do you feel do you feel good about that intro? I'm going to try it again. It, fa- it sounded like you said, my glow host. Like, we have that. My glow host. <laughs> hey. Welcome to my glow host. Who's, who's I gonna... take him with me camping so I can see where I'm going when Literally, I the have most, to use the bathroom the in the middle of the night. The most helpful friend you could ever have is a glow host. The episode glow hostess eight. with the mostest. <laughs> episode eight, uh, nine. Is it nine? Episode nine. Episode nine. Yeah. Is it really? Episode nine. Oh my. Yeah, I know. Is Wait, crazy? that means that uh, the special guest that you may announce on this episode is coming in on 10. On 10. Pivotal moment. Pivotal moment a for the decade of episodes. Wow. That's the way I look at it. It's a decade of episodes. All right, we're we gonna try this again. No, we're we're already podcasting. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh no, we're. I said glow host, and I have to redo the show. Glow host is fantastic. <laughs> you know what's amazing? I'm not gonna let you do it again because I like. I know you're not. I like. Our, I know you're I like You never do. Yeah, you never let me. You never let me do it again. It's like it's a one and done take. It, it That's is. how you roll. You know what's you, you know what's amazing? You call it authentic. I call it unprofessional. <laughs> right. They're two different viewpoints. <laughs> hey, you want to know something amazing? I do. This is absolutely groundbreaking. The Bantha Tears are going to uh, freak out. You and I saw each other in real life this week. You know? I know. We had an IRL experience. Mm-hmm. What was the experience like for you? It was like, uh, here's what it was like. It was like going to the pound and you see like the like a puppy you really want to take yep. home with you. And they're like, you Am can't I a pound touch- puppy in this scenario? Yeah, of course. And they're okay, like, you can't, right. you can't touch it. I'm like, well, can I go yep. just give it like a little hug? And they're like, no, you don't even go close to it. No, don't go close to it. <laughs> yeah. We have no idea what it'll do. Right. It's kind of, I mean, I'm joking, but it was also a little bit like that. It's like, hey, there's my best bud, Scott. Oh don't my gosh. talk to him. I wanted to hug you. I Aww. wanted to give you a big brotherly embrace. Oh, that and I was great. like, and I'm not a hugger. I know. Uh, except for the people that I really care about. Mm. And I really wanted to give you a hug to say yeah. hi. And, uh, and I couldn't. And then uh, what I want to do was I wanted to get a picture of us together to yeah, post that on been our great. Instagram. I know. That would have been great. And then I was like, but how is this going to work? Because it's got to be from a distance. So the selfie would look like you were just standing on my shoulder, right? Because of the depth distance. Oh, I, don't, I don't see so any it problem with like, that. I was going to say, it would look like, like, like Aaron, yeah. Absolute Humidity Robbins, is just like a, a, a shoulder-sized man that sits with yeah, me. Like almost, an, like a, almost like a parrot on a pirate shoulder. Or I was going to say like an, a good, like an angel, like whispering things into your well, ear. Yeah, like, like an don't, angel. Don't do that, Scott. Don't keep That's your true. hair like that. Do something different. Maybe you put mousse in yeah, it. What, I don't know. Uh, listen, my hair, this is, this is what my hair is, okay? Yeah. Um, I, 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 Here's the question not, for your hair. Yes. This is what everybody wants to know. <laughs> yes. Is it, this is a question specifically for our, our guest host, so, uh, our, our guest. All uh, of the hair. guests are wondering, is your hair curly or not curly? <laughs> it's curly. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, I refer to it this way. It's beachy wavy. Okay. It's, it's like beachy waves. Okay. Like, 
when we met in person, this IRL, you you gave me some coasters because I gave you some coasters from Disneyland. And yep. so you and I did a coaster exchange. Yeah, and, we did. And so in a few minutes... Not a I, roller coaster exchange, a drink coaster I exchange. wish. I'm not getting rid of my roller coaster. You're not no. You're not in that friend zone yet where I... Oh, not yet. Not yeah. yet. We got to hug each other first. Yeah, before, <laughs> before you get my backyard coaster. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to tell you yeah. what I got and you tell me, uh, you tell me where it's from yeah. and why. And you want you want to talk about where are these because you gave me you brought me coasters from Galaxy's Edge. Yes, you went down to Galaxy's Edge. I said, "Would you please do me a favor? Go into Oga's Cantina, bring me some some uh, Galaxy's Edge coasters." And you did, which yeah. I was so thankful about, uh, and I'm just delighted that I have them. And then I wanted to return the favor. Yeah. And so, and my family was going to Walt Disney World, and I was really wanting to get coasters from a specific place. So I asked them to do it. They brought they sent it to me, and I wanted to share the goodwill. So I brought you coasters so these are from jock Lindsay's hangar bar all of them are from jock Lindsay's hangar bar tell me about that disney springs which is reopening today like uh, yeah it's reopening today um the 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 disney owned restaurants and stores are not reopening disney springs all the third parties but yes they're they're reopening jock Lindsay's hangar bar is this little uh hole in the wall lounge bar that you can go to and are you familiar with who jock Lindsay is by any chance i'm not no and I like the first Ch- name, but I wouldn't want to be named Jock. It would, it would imply that you have a certain profession yeah. or a trajectory of your life, which I, you have not met. I like that other people are named that. I would not want that moniker yeah. for myself. Yeah. Jock yeah. Robbins. It, Sounds good, though. <laughs> oh, man. Jock Robbins is a guy like, <laughs> you want Jock Robbins I don't on your want team. it. Is there a cream yeah. for that? What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> no, you definitely want Jock Robbins on your team. You don't want oh. Jock Robbins. <laughs> 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 Very hard to get rid of. That's right. That's right. A whole regiment. <laughs> so Jock Lindsay, Jock Lindsay, I love this so much. Jock Lindsay is the name of the pilot in Raiders of the Lost Ark who Indiana Jones runs to in order to fly out after he's uh, in the first scene of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that pilot's name oh, is Oh, really? Jock the Lindsay. fisherman, the guy that's fishing on The guy his, who's uh, fishing, right? Hey, that's my pet snake, Reggie. That guy, yeah. that's Jock Lindsay. Oh, so, yeah, and he's got the fish on his line, and he's not sure whether or not he should, like, he's kind of yep. fighting with himself, like, do I rescue like, Indiana? Like, do I carry or this, or, or I, I, I see this man running toward me oh, and a bunch that. of... Yeah, yeah. So Jock Lindsay is that pilot, and so the story of Jock Lindsay's hangar bar is that he's he's hung up his his uh, adventuring. He's opened up this dive bar, and the inside of the dive bar is just a collection of his uh, his wares, his adventures, the connections that he's had over his his lifetime of of being sort of yeah. this adventure or you know in service sidekick. Whatever ama- you want to call what it. an amazing character to base a restaurant off of. All right, so these uh, are from Jack yeah. Lindy's Hangar Bar. I got Cafe Noir. Cafe Noir is a reference to an Indiana Jones uh, a location from an Indiana Jones novel. Oh, wow. Cafe Noir, a place in, I believe, France is where it, where it takes place. Well, I'm going to go with Brussels, Belgium, but close. Oh, okay. I'm and sorry. I'm only going to go that because it says Because it that's what it says? Okay, it's in Belgium. I All got right. one from Nevada's famous Atomic Cafe. Uh, this one you probably know the reference to. Uh, I don't know. I would imagine the uh, the A-bomb testing in... That's right. In, is that Crystal Skull? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Wait a That's second. Right. Indiana Jones you 4. brought Crystal Skull paraphernalia into my house? It's the best part of okay. the Crystal yep. Skull. Yep. No, okay. it's, the, it's the best thing from the Crystal Skull is the coaster from the Atomic Cafe, not having anything to do with the Atomic Testing Site. It's a great logo. Yeah, it's a great uh, logo. Maybe great I'll logo. put these on Instagram. Also, also the name of a cafe in Burbank that you should go to. Yeah, you've told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South yeah. Seas Club. That South Seas Club, not in Indiana Jones place, but I think you will really dig this. Takes place in the same times, uh, time 
uh, what's the word? Same time frame as Indiana Jones. Okay. It is the club from the Rocketeer. Oh, fun. Last one in my favorite, probably my favorite design. It's a toss up, toss up between the Atomic Cafe and this one. The Python Bar, La Cantina de Piton, Caracas, Venezuela. So the Python Bar, uh, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm pulling as best as I can. Okay. I believe the Python Bar is a location that you can go to in the Indiana Jones Lands of Adventure role-playing game. No! So, that's so very in obscure. In terms of like ridiculous deep cuts, yeah. uh, that's, I believe, is where, yes, I believe that like your adventures can take you into, uh, where, where is it? Uh, Caracas, Venezuela, I think uh, into the Python. We bar. need a restaurant and or bar that's after uh, the, the the German fellow without the shirt and the bald head that, uh, that Indy fights. Oh, in yes, the, yes. Just the, that guy. Uh, the airport, the airplane mechanic. Yeah, we'll call him. We'll call torsos. Torsos bar and grill. You want to know an interesting, interesting uh, piece of trivia about this? Eventually, we'll get into the podcast. But interesting piece of trivia about that guy. Yeah. Who plays the the uh, the German mechanic? Yeah. He also is in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Did you know that? He's you know like that. he's like the head slave uh, driver oh, of the children. Like he's the one that Indiana Jones fights on that conveyor Boy. belt. You know the yeah. There's a conveyor belt with the. Uh, the rocks that are snapping, they're, they're, they're busting up the rocks. You know what I'm talking about in, that, yeah. in, in Temple of Doom? He's the guy. So they, they cast him twice. And uh, when you think about it, he, uh, he had hor- horrific deaths. Yeah. So he has been cast to have horrific deaths and fights with Harrison Ford. Well, everybody, welcome to Bull Whips and Park Tips. It's a podcast about Disneyland oh, and in- Indiana no Jones. No alliteration, but rhyming. So how is uh let's get into the banter. How was your week other than being uh face to face with the me? Uh I, how was your week? Have and being being with you, highlight of my week. Yeah, I get highlight that a lot. of my week. I was looking forward to it, but I gotta say Take a number. seeing your beard in real oh, life, wow. it stopped me for a moment because it's mu- it's much fuller than Oops. I than I anticipated. Sound effect? You have a sound effect for this? Uh yeah, sure yeah, I do. Yeah. It's uh Timbo! We had we had great conversations. Yeah. From six feet away. Yes, we did. How weird was that, by the way? It's having a conversation where you just want to have a personal conversation, but you're like way too far away from the other person I'll to tell have you just what, a regular the conversation. The person that gets the book into Amazon first, that's like uh, the awkwardness of COVID, and it's just a bunch of stories about the weird things we've done to each other as people, yes. restaurant encounters and stuff like that. I heard some stuff today. I'm like, the first person that gets this book out is going to sell a bunch of copies. And then quickly, it's just going yeah, 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 to yeah, go yeah, off yeah, a cliff. Yep, yeah. totally. I think so. How about you? How was your week? Uh, good, good. I was uh, supposed to get, uh, I was going to get Jamba Juice today, but I didn't. What else? <laughs> what else is new? Hey, let's talk about the biggest news this week. We're going to go into news bites. All right. We're going to try to go rapid fire. It's probably not going to work, but we're going to do it anyways. The biggest news of this week, okay? Longtime listeners will remember the grassroots campaign that the Bantha Tears had in order to hashtag fix the power line. Yeah. We discussed on the second episode of Bob Says the Banthas, our love, my love, really, of a goofy movie. Yep. And even more so, my love of the two songs sung by Tevin Campbell, Eye to Eye. Cannot and believe you're redoing the episode right now, but keep going. I'm going to keep going after <laughs> this. I'm going to follow it up with a whole explanation of what the black hole was like. Eye to Eye and Standout were not available 
on Spotify. And yeah. then you had to go to the gray market of YouTube in order to listen to those songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bantha Tears, worry about that no longer. What, we did it? For Spotify heard our voices. I knew and it. now Eye to Eye and Stand Out are available for your listening pleasure whenever you want on Spotify USA. So what you're telling me is that when you write letter after letter after letter and then send boxed fruit baskets for three weeks straight, they That's eventually right. listen to you. Yeah, I also uh, I also continually try to cut the power lines to Spotify's Spotify central servers. Building. Yeah, because I was because I was trying to be I was trying to be like artistic, yeah. right? I was right. trying to send an artistic message. Yeah. No power um, line, I, no power line. That's right. You, then you get no power line. Now, I received uh, a restraining order uh, as a result of that. However, however, Spotify heard our our demands. Uh, hey, Keith, there's a kid out in front of the building, and he's cutting the sewer line. <laughs> he's dressed in, a, in an orange jumpsuit, and uh, he, he has a Bobby Brown-like high-top fade. Do you want to talk to him? I don't know. Is he uh, good at dancing? What, what's this kid got? I, d- I don't know. Um, it's You're it, probably pretty just, good at dancing, I'm guessing. You worked for Disney. I've cut a rug in my time. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. All right, that was a big news item. That was hey, a big Jimmy, news that's item. That's a big news item. All right, what else do you got that's not as big as that? There's nothing else that's as big as that. We're going to do 15 a... minutes just on that alone. What do you think? <laughs> I think we should talk about what uh, L2I, I2I standout celebration. Is that what no, we that just news talked was? about? That I understand. <laughs> Did you not listen to the? I just <laughs> gave you the news, bite. <laughs> I just gave you the news story. Didn't read and it, clearly. Right? You, hold on to be fair the news item says eye to eye with mixed case capitals stand out and then that there was a celebration i don't know what that means yeah Maybe. we're celebrating the fact that eye to eye and stand out is available available on spot you know we're trying to move through this show quicker and quicker each week and we, you are just it's like it's you're like a millstone around my neck right now I, when it comes to, that's to always news the case. we need to take this survey that disney disney uh started surveying guests about returning to the theme parks after reopening to sort of uh, yeah. uh check the check the the temperature, if you will, yeah. on what is yeah, and there's some interesting questions on there. Before I ask you some of these questions, or you can ask me uh, these no, survey please questions. Go. I want you to. Okay, uh, did you have anything to say about that news item before I tell you what some of these questions were? I just think it's an interesting uh, a, a harbinger of things to come. I mean, clearly, uh, you know, they're they're sourcing to figure out what people are willing to do, not willing to do, in their response to opening up their domestic parks. All right, so here's the thing: uh, in survey, Disney asks Walt Disney World guests questions regarding their upcoming reservation so in this scenario scott storm has a reservation for him and his family that's right or just you whatever and so the first thing i'd like to know is hey scott storm what if anything would make you consider Uh canceling your walt disney world resort reservation for june of 2020 uh i suppose if i came down with covid or anybody in my family came down with covid that would probably i would probably consider canceling for that um, or perhaps if there was a giant outbreak of uh, some sort of coronavirus, either novel or otherwise, at the Walt Disney World Resort. What, if anything, would make you more likely to keep your Walt Disney World Resort reservation for June 2020? Uh, I suppose if I knew that uh, the thousands of dollars I was going to spend on a vacation were going to be worth it, yeah. based on mm-hmm. the service that I would get, the availability of rides and attractions, uh, character interactions, and the not having to be required to give up personal health information. Now, this is the big one. Those are excellent answers. You're still allowed to have reservation, but this is the big one. This one's the most interesting one. Yes. Indicate which rides, shows, or other entertainment within the theme park would cause you to definitely cancel your reservation uh, Mm -hmm. if those those entertainment options are not available. What is a cancel for you? What's an absolute cancellation? They they used the word definitely. Definitely cancel if this is not open. Galaxy's Edge going down, number one. Mm. Hands down. One of the motivations to go would be to go to Galaxy's Edge, specifically to get on Rise of the Resistance. Secondary, Smuggler's Run. 
but Rise of the Resistance. But let's say Galaxy's Edge is down, I'm out. That's a, that's a guarantee. I'm out. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is still open, and I can't meet and greet with any characters. I can't take my kids to go see Mickey. Uh, they can't play with Chip and Dale. That's a that's Ch- a deal breaker. Chip and Dale's a deal breaker. Chip and Dale's a deal breaker. Right, In our family, enough. Chip and Dale's a deal breaker. I can't tell if you're doing a bit right now or not. I'm not. That's a, that's wow. a that's a honest hard. truth. Chip and Dale. <laughs> that's really hard for me to to take on right now as a human being. That it's like what, uh, what the kids, Chip and Dale's a deal breaker. Yeah, we're gonna go down to Disneyland or Disney World. Everybody excited? Like, yeah, let's go, Yay! Dad. Hey, Chip and Dale. The the people that play Chip and Dale are actually out. So that, that burn it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forget that. Let's go to Knott's Berry Farm. Get some that's jelly. Right. Listen, my uh, we my youngest. I, there's a, there's a, there's a whole story behind this, but my youngest loves Chip and Dale. Clearly, like, just loves loves them. And so I think if we knew, hey, listen, you're not seeing Mickey, you're not seeing Chip and Dale, uh, but you get to go on Astro Orbiter. You know, again, we can just wait, right? It's a matter of waiting six months, eight months. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I think we are all hoping and praying that this resolves itself within a year. And so if we got to wait a little bit longer to have that, then we're going to wait. Here's my thing. I'm not going. If uh, if Main Street is renamed to Main Pathway, Main Corral, Main... Uh, main Thoroughfare? Main, yeah, not Thoroughfare, though. Like, if it's like, you can walk down Main Street, but you really can't go in any of the shops or anything like that. Yeah, and Adventureland like facades on the side. Yeah, Adventureland's not really an adventure anymore. It's more of just a... It's a walkthrough. The land itself yeah. is a diorama. Don't touch anything. Yeah. If that's the vibe, I'm canceling. Again, we get we go to these parks in order to get away from the worries of life. And I feel like going to this park under these types of circumstances is only exacerbating the worries of life right now. I agree, man. I, uh, you get in a situation and you, you're, you're, you're out there living life and then you need hand sanitizer and all you have available to you is some moonshine bathtub made grown at home hand sanitizer. That's right. I, I don't love it. Or, or the hand sanitizer that you can get at the Emporium, but it now costs yeah. $35. <laughs> Next news item. Uh, so, so Disney had an earnings call, their quarter two fiscal report, uh, and the chief financial officer stated that uh, the company is planning to reduce capital expenditures uh, because of the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, what that really means is, uh, I think, in translation, the items that they are planning on, that they were planning on building at parks yes. are going to be put on hold. My understanding is that things that have been in progress that are substantially completed are going to be completed. The things that are in earlier phases are not going to be completed or they're going to be put on hold. So I imagine think imagine that earnings call? It's just like oh you gosh. just get on the phone. You're like, hey, so guys, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> okay, I got... I got good news and I got bad news. What do you want to hear from us? And I got some weird news. You know, every way we used to make money, we're not doing that anymore. We can't, it would just not, you know what, for some reason we haven't completely attributed to anything, <laughs> but we're just not hitting the marks that we thought we were going to hit. You know this how year. trucks just used to back up and just burn, and just give us money, and just burn money for warmth. We're not doing yeah. that anymore. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we need to. Uh, we're, we're figuring out a strategic way to cut a little bit of money from the bu- from the parks budget. All right, Scott Storm, you have to pick. Uh, we have to cut one of these things. We don't have money for both of them. You can have Advent- Avengers Campus, or yes. you can have uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Which one? Do you, which one? Do I can you only have one of those. You can only pick one. The other one isn't ever coming. Son. It's never coming. Never so coming. it's just completely. Yeah, it's just not in the future. It's just can't afford it, little guy. I think I'm. I'm going to go for a controversial answer here. Woo. I'm gonna say Runaway Railway. Is the I one wanna, you... I want to? I want to see that. Amen. I want that. Amen. And brother. I recognize that that's available in Florida, but I want that 
in Disneyland. I'm right there with you. That was the right huh? answer. Yeah, we can continue to do the podcast, which is great. Oh, good. I'm happy to hear What's that. What's the next news item? I think it's a good one. I did a little research on it, so I'm really interested to hear what all the what all the new Huffle Above is about. Uh, very special birthday. Very special birthday this week. Um, we we talked on Instagram Live about whether or not we are. I mean, we are in our forties. The question is whether or not we are in our early forties, our early mid forties, or our mid forties. Uh, but there's someone I call uh, it emerging this week. emerging 40s I mean my it's emerging 40s yeah, I mean my well no no I think person. we've emerged to our 40s <laughs> yeah. the question is I mean, how I'm, much have we emerged through our 40s yeah okay waiting I'm in my waiting 40s yeah we're waiting into our 40s I think that's good yeah we're like almost halfway it's in it's not like we're 45 yeah exactly I mean we're, we're just you know we're just we're feeling the temperature we've, we've dipped a toe in yep. we're, we're move, making our way in yeah, I don't but like someone it. is joining us in into its 40s and that is Empire Strikes Back what? turns 40 this week. Happy I know. birthday, ESB. 40 years old. Uh, released on March 21st, 1980. Wow. Sorry, May 21st, 1980. Yeah. Tell me about these changes to the original ending of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and why that's a big deal. I watched both versions of it uh, okay. uh, recently to see what all the fuss was about. Uh, what's your take on it? Do you know what, what the differences are here? Well, why don't you set it up? Set up what this is. So what I understand is that when Empire Strikes Back was originally released, it was released uh, to a few theaters in 70 millimeter uh, print, which is a large yep. uh, film uh, like cell a large, size. Yep. Yeah, a large, yep. that's a large format. I think Is that Cinemascope? I think they refer to that as Cinemascope. They, they, they very well might. They, they might do that. But um, so it had, an, so it had an ending, and this is the ending where you see the Millennium Falcon, you see Lando and Chewie in the Millennium Falcon, then Leia, uh, then Luke, and then Leia and Luke and the droids, and they say goodbye to each other, and and Lando and and Chewie are departing to somewhere else, and and um, Luke, and that's when that's when Luke says, "I'll see you on Tatooine." I'll see yes, Tatooine, <laughs> and uh, and then somebody wanted to lean to him and say. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Tatooine. It depends on and what the, part of uh, Tatooine you're from. And then Lando said, we're going to go get Han. Obviously, you were from the rich part of Tatooine. So that's right, that's right. <laughs> on the other side of the band, the, on the tracks, other side, we, yeah, uh, we, said right. it, we said it Tatooine. So uh, I, I, apparently Lucas felt like this, this ending was ambiguous as to which ship uh, Princess Leia and Luke were on, the droids were on, and which ship the yep. Millennium Falcon was attached to, which its cargo top cargo hatch was attached to. Yep. And so when he said, hey, see, we got to still have three weeks before wide release in 35, super 35, whatever it was, 35 millimeter, we can certainly add three shots to this to make it more clear that the Falcon is attached to the medical frigate and that they're all close together. And so he had yep. his team recreate, storyboard, recreate, shoot, uh, two scenes, one of them a fairly complicated pan uh, shot, and uh, to to sort of I, th- I think the only purpose of the shot was to establish that the Millennium Falcon was very definitely is attached, definitely to, the frigate, is attached right? to the medical frigate, yeah. and it's leaving from there. So, what is your take on that? That shot is I feel it's first of all it's a beautiful shot. I mean that they went that he went back and said, well, we need to have more of an establishing shot to to explain where these two ships are lined up, and then that resulted in that sweeping shot is yeah i mean it's just it's just awesome it's fantastic yeah um i saw it without it uh, as little as you did yeah as little as a half an hour ago i didn't think it was confusing at all for me you, you didn't think the original ending was confusing yeah you can just watch that right now possibly it's two minutes and 37 yeah, that's, that's definitely what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> right, well, can you can, tell us what i'm doing right now <laughs> you have a definite you have a definite facial giveaway when you've started doing research to me i mean 
does it really matter that we know that they're attached? I mean, they're using a comm link. They're using a radio thing to talk to each other. We don't know how space technology works. Maybe it's ship to ship. I just I just don't. And there's enough continuity. I mean, to the credit of the original one, there's enough conti- continuity because Luke's getting his hand repaired from the medical droid. Yeah. That medical droid is then with them in another shot. So you can tie that there. The Falcon is attached to a medical ship. I don't know. I just, I just felt I didn't have any problem with it. You know, I, I'll say the reason why I like that, the reason why I like that is because, uh, you know, not too, uh, not too much before that, you see Lando going up in the elevator and the hatch opens, right? And you see the, the top hatch opens so he can get Luke out. Yeah. Or, I mean, he can rescue yeah, Luke yeah, from the yeah. weather vane. And I remember, I remember even to this day, like, seeing that whole thing, like, that hatch open from the under, from the underside and then seeing it open on the, on the, atop the Millennium Falcon, I always thought was just so awesome. Yeah. Like, I just thought that was so cool. And so I think maybe seeing that that is a a, a mode of ingress and egress yeah. for for the Millennium Falcon, I, it's just neat just to see how these types of ships can dock into one another in order for you know for life to go on. It just adds that layer of realism. So I, I like if that's if that's the purpose of these three extra shots, then I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. Last up, so uh, there was a a, a uh, uh, the website. That's what they're called, right? Okay. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. called a website. We're actually calling them hyper pages now. Okay, we all so there's a hyper page uh, called onbuy.com. I don't know. I think they sell stuff. I'm not really sure. Anyways, they put out some sort of survey that said, well, what movies, what Disney classic movies are you as a parent inclined to show your kids or not inclined to show your kids? And so they made a ranking of the top, uh, well, how many is this? Top uh, number of 10. I think the top 10 movies that, this survey said uh, parents are disinclined to show their kids. So we're going to go rapid fire. Do you agree that you should or should not show this movie to your kid? How's that? Any classic is movies this that like, parents don't want. Is this like con- controversial as in like Song of the South? I don't want my kids to see that. Or is this controversial in like it's it's too violent or like, oh, I, I want you to wait till you're older to really appreciate the magic because you're all hopped up on the Harry Potter. Like what? what? Controversial in that uh, this is not appropriate for modern audiences to watch. Okay. Are we Interestingly in- enough, Song of the South is not on this list. That is interesting. So you would think that's number one with a bullet, but it is not on this list at all. You as as a Former prince, once a prince, always yes. a prince, is what I say. Oh, I thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> the world. <enjoyed laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're. Have you read? You sure certainly have read the the age differences between the princesses and the princes in Disney films. I, I believe sure. Snow White being the most egregious. She's fourteen, and yeah, I think she's fourteen. T- but I think the prince is like twenty six. Seventeen. He's not twenty six. Uh, okay. He is not twenty six. <laughs> All right. It's not that egregious. Okay. <laughs> it is it is uh i would say it's i think uh sleeping beauty is supposed to be 14 15 sorry okay. not sleeping beauty snow white is supposed to be like 14 15 yeah. and i think the prince is like 17 18 i think that's what it is yeah she had permission from the dwarves to marry young it was a different time Aaron. it really was. It was a different time and it was in a magical okay? forest so that's right that's right all bets are off do okay? you do you have any of the examples of uh okay so we're gonna rapid fire these top right. 10 you tell me yes or no i agree hit me yeah this, hit me with okay it. All right, so starting from the least egregious to the most egregious, okay? okay? Toy Story 3. My daughter just watched it yesterday. Super sad, but yeah, definitely she can watch it. You, you say it's okay to watch. Absolutely. There's nothing There's nothing inappropriate in Toy Story 3. Not that I know of. I mean, it's incredibly sad and heart-wrenching for a little bit there, but yeah, no, go, go. I guess going. the issue is the incinerator scene. That's yeah, the, that, that's, that's the, the scene I was thinking. I'm totally fine okay. with it. Bambi. Yeah, no, no, they're not watching Bambi. 
Why are they not watching Bambi? Well, you don't like deers. Yeah, you, I don't, you I don't like deer. deer. There's deers. No, no deer I said deers. Stuff. I said deers as in the, that was a plural deer. You don't like deer. I don't like dyers, and they're not allowed in the house. So, yeah, keep going. <laughs> okay. So, the, okay. Uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, the, the animation on the bubbles is not great in that movie. So, no, they're not watching that. Okay. They're not watching it for artistic purposes. Absolutely. Not because of, yeah. uh, of any cu- cultural inappropriateness or anything nope, like that. Nope. I just don't like the animation. Pre-Lion okay. King, then, okay, keep going. Uh, maybe we'll just cut that whole thing. Yeah. Out. Yeah. What a great news story. <laughs> Honestly, hey, I just would I, you like to I, answer I, 10 questions on a politically and ethnically charged debate? Just, you know, 945 been, a night, I, rapid I'm fire. Sitting. Don't put too much thought into it. Okay, so that wraps up the news bites. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, what's going to happen about, during this break? Uh, you're going to hear something, Whoa. something, uh, some audio magic Could that be. you're going to put in. Could be a new track from Harold and the Yetis. Did you listen oh, to man, Ray's theme look. yet? Man, that thing's blowing up. I didn't hear Ray's theme. I need to listen to that. Oh, it's great. I'll, I'll go listen to it right now. When okay. we come back, we'll talk about the Disneyland that Hotel. Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review, starring Wally Bogue, Donald Novus, Betty Taylor, and the gorgeous Golden Horseshoe Girls. And now, Professor LeVere, if you please, the overture. Okay, we're back. So, feature segment, we're talking about the Disneyland Hotel. Super excited. Uh, we're going to talk about the history of it. We're going to talk it's about the history. changes to it. We're going to talk about where it sits currently. But first of all, we're going to start with our experiences with the Disneyland really? Hotel. Okay, Aaron, cool. Aaron, I feel like I feel like you probably are going to be driving the train on this one. I think you've got a lot more to say about your experience at the Disneyland Hotel than I do. Well, I think it's a great it's a great tie-in from the, the Matterhorn episode. If you didn't listen to that, check out episode eight where we talk about the Matterhorn. Uh, People mover. Well, it's, why am I talking about the Matterhorn? We're going to do an episode on the Matterhorn at some point. It yeah, just wasn't episode And then eight. this all makes sense. We talked about on episode eight, uh, the People Mover and my history with that and how it represents kind of... Uh, you know, what Disneyland was meant to be, I experienced yeah. on the People Mover. I yeah. also experienced one of the the, the places, I, I, everybody has this, no, not everybody has this experience. I know several people that have this experience. Let, let me ask you if you've had this experience. Sure. But you have something that you remember from your childhood uh, that you don't remember where it was. And it, it, it's wonderful and it almost seems too good to be true. Like maybe you didn't experience this thing. It was something you saw in a movie. But then yeah. you end yeah. up at that place and you're like, wait, is this that place from my memory? Uh, yes, I have had that experience. Well, if it's a story you could tell, I would love to hear it. I knew you were going to ask me that, and I can't draw on what that is. Okay. I just know that I know that I've had that experience where it's like, oh yes, I have experienced this before. My, like, uh, I thought this was a dream or a memory, and yet I'm here now. I yeah. just I can't draw on what that was. One of my uh, one of my podcast buddies had that experience with with Main Street. And for me, oddly enough, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but there was uh, at the Disneyland Hotel, there was something I, I believe it was called the Aqua Gardens or something, but it was a it was a mm-hmm. long waterfall and you yep. could also walk down underneath it where there were many waterfalls. And yep. I'd had this memory for a long time of being there, uh, I think with my grandpa and just being in this like cave of waterfalls. But I was like, that, that can't be real. There's not like a place where you where they let you walk through waterfalls. And then later in my life, I went there and I was standing there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is that place that I was with with my grandpa. And of course, it's at Disneyland yes. and it's at this hotel. I, I, I just thought of an, an example. Yeah, let me hear it, it is a Disneyland example. So I remember um, that I had a memory that somewhere in Disneyland, and I, for some reason I was remembering that it was the Haunted Mansion, that you would hear this giant bear snoring, and it was sort of scary. I remember it just being like this, this wooded area, and, and my memory was that it was, it was next to Haunted Mansion. 
and uh, but I couldn't place it. Right. Like I could just right, couldn't right. place it. And then when I was in Disneyland, uh, one of as an adult, I was walking past uh, the the haunted mansion and on the way to Bear Country. And uh, and then heard the snoring bear. So I don't know if it's still there or not, or if it's uh, if it was taken out. I think it was like an. I, I think maybe it was in the area where the country bear jamboree was, and now Winnie the Pooh is there. Yeah. But it, but I did have that like, oh yes, this thing exists. I but now it doesn't exist there. Huh, now. That's I don't so fascinating. It. True or false? Yeah. There's a snoring bear on Splash Mountain before the very first drop. Is that right? Is that right? There, I don't know. I think there is. Uh, my youngest would be able to correct me on that or not. But anyways, I wonder if that's an homage to the snoring bear. Oh, maybe. So I don't know that. Or or maybe I just invented that myself. Like, again, maybe I'm just layering, layering thoughts on top of each other. But I I believe that that's it. Yes. So I have I have had experiences like that. I love I love hotels, first of all. So right away, the Disneyland Hotel is interesting. It has an amazing history and has and yes, uh, has been sort of a a showpiece for what like crazy Aaron would want in a hotel when you're like, well, how would you build a hotel? I'd be like, I think it should have this. And it's like, funny enough, Disneyland Hotel had that. So it's full of those things. And it's Oh, yeah. But did it have this? Yes, it yeah, that too. <laughs> just crazy stuff you guys got it you guys are already listening to this episode so great job but i mean the disneyland hotel is fascinating uh yes. with its history and what it built and i just i have i've stayed there with uh when i was young uh okay so you have stayed there yeah i've stayed there uh, i think probably three times when i was uh maybe four uh pretty young and then a little bit older and then with my family we we stayed there uh in a suite at the top of one of the towers oh, uh, because wow. there was construction and i don't know they upgraded us for some reason uh, and oh my, uh, gosh. my my youngest was too young. We found out that like three months old is actually too young to go into Disneyland. Like, oh, is that right? Yeah, we're like, this is not fun. We were in Disneyland for like an hour. We're like, this is a nightmare. So we just spent three days hanging out at the Disneyland Hotel and just oh had a blast. It's good to stay in a good neighbor hotel or anywhere on Harbor. There's fantastic hotels. Yep. But when you stay in a Disney property, it's like the theme park is open 24 hours. Like you, you don't ever feel like you leave. I'm interested in getting into that with you because I have never stayed in the Disneyland hotel before. Uh, and, and as I was doing my research for this episode, I I saw all the reasons why I would want to stay at the Disneyland hotel at one point. I don't know whether or not I would still want to stay there. And that really does, uh, leave us open for a discussion about what it's like to stay on property versus off property. And I have very, I have very unique or not unique. I have very, uh, distinct opinions on what that means in Florida, I don't oh, know what that means in California, so I'm curious to get super your, different things. Yeah, they're super different things, right? Because they have they have hotels that are technically closer to the main gate than the Disneyland property hotels. The Disneyland right. property hotels, with the exception of the Grand Californian, to Disney's California Adventure, which is essentially I've stayed there as well, and our room was in the theme park practically. Yeah, I mean, we, we yeah, can yeah. look. Yeah, there actually has its own entrance yeah, into yeah. California. Yeah, so Adventure. other than that, the Disneyland Hotel is actually not close to the, you know, it's not as close as like whatever hotel's right across the street at yeah. Harbor. The Sheraton or the Marriott that's right across the street, that's actually the closest walking distance. Funny enough, can I tell a Grand California ho- story? I would love that. I went, uh, we stayed at the Grand Californian in uh, in, in Disneyland, Uh and they, they, you know, have like a guy that checks your car, looks underneath your car with a mirror and whatever to make sure you're all clear. And, and my wife had gotten out of the car, went in to check us, check us in the hotel. And I was dealing with the baggage guy. And so when I was done, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go inside now. But, but there was, there's no obvious door from where the, 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 the car guy is. And uh-huh. it, it just, it was a wall that had a very pretty stained glass, you know, thing on it and there, there's no way to get into the freaking <laughs> you're hotel. Just put, you're just pushing on stained yeah, glass and I'm like, hoping I'm that like, something opens. How do you get into this hotel? And so I was totally having a Clark Griswold moment where I was like <laughs> definitely not sure how to get into this building but didn't want to like, hey, hey guy, 
How do you get in the door? <laughs> you're also just you're just trying to uh, to talk to the stained glass door. You're yeah. like, open, please, open. open. Like knocking. So I was definitely like locked out of the hotel, too prideful to ask for help. Three like, hours later, yeah, so I'm just I'm just inching along the outside of the building, being like, a door has got to show up at some point in time. And it turns out this <laughs> this big sort of stained glass looking panel was actually a sliding door. And so when I triggered the motion detector, the whole wall sort of slid open, and, and it the, scared the lobby. you. You jump back yeah, in fear. It's like, whoa, inside. And I was I totally Clark Griswold it. I'm just like, yeah, no, I knew it all along. I was just I was just checking the D, the D fabricator. Just making sure. (laughs) Yep, this still works. All right, good. So yeah, I'm gonna go through now. I've stayed at the Grand Californian and the Disney once and the or maybe twice, and you get a discount when you're a annual pass holder. Okay. You get like a 10 or 15% discount on rooms. I um I, I've never had the need to stay at the the Disneyland Resort uh, when I was a kid. So uh, because we had when we would go out to visit our friends, they were in La Mirada, which is about yeah. you know like ten minutes away basically from from the park. And so we would just drive there, you know, yeah. and they would drop us off or we drive uh, stay in the parking lot. So I never had a need to stay in the. Uh, in in the hotel, and then when I was living in Southern California, when I moved out to California, living in Southern California, then I would just drive to the park. So I, again, I never had a reason to stay uh, on or around property. So I've only stayed recently around property, and I've and, th- and never on property. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's a completely different ball game when you're talking about Florida because unlike Disneyland, the closest off property hotel is probably a 25 minute drive. Uh, to wow. the closest uh, park, right? Because you got to get through, you get into property, you drive through property, you get into the parking lot, you park, and then you go into the theme park. Yeah. So you're, I mean, bare minimum 25 minutes from the second you hit the edge of property to the turnstiles. So when you're Is when that you're walkable staying, at all from a non-Disney property hotel? Like you're driving no. and parking in a parking garage. Uh, I mean, could you theoretically walk from off property to a to a park? You could, but that's but not that's something going to, people do. That's not a no, thing. it's not something people do. I mean, it's that that's going to take you an easy hour to do. Yeah, I mean, e- easily. That's some of the um, magic of Disneyland is when you exit the park at night, everybody self sorts into the hotel they're staying at. So some people go right yeah. and head towards the Disney property. Some people go across Harbor and they head left towards the Howard Johnsons and all those hotels. Right. And some people stay on the right side, or some people go across Harbor towards the Castle Inn and Suites. Some head towards the Candy Cane. Everybody kind of just starts filtering out. Yeah, they just sort of filter out, right. Yeah, and I love that. I love that. And you're checking out everybody else, seeing how tired they are and what hotel they're headed to. And it's it's, it's fun. Yeah, you don't don't get that in Florida. I mean, you you get what bus are you getting on or you getting on a monorail, that sort of thing. But you don't get that sort of, you see everybody disperse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just different. So the idea of on-property, off-property just is... I still I still have trouble conceptualizing the idea of staying on property at Disneyland Funny. because of the availability and the proximity of uh you know of off property hotels. Take me through the history of the Disneyland hotel. We're at almost an hour, if you can believe it. We had a, oh we had a, I know. I can't believe that. We we're, got we got to cut this thing down we're, somehow. We're pros. We're pros. You're gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be some creative editing for you. Heck I'll tell you yeah! That much. Take me through the Disneyland Hotel, and I'll jump in with the things that I found super interesting about it. It has an amazing, amazing history, amazing start. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So before any of these partner hotels or good, you know, good partner hotels, uh, you know, started springing up around the resort, there was nothing. Right there were there was there was a handful of motels in Anaheim. None of them really close to Disneyland. So Walt wanted to build a luxury hotel. But at this point, he had no money. Like he, the Disneyland was supposed to be cost only four million dollars. By the time he was ready to build this hotel, Disneyland had already cost twenty million dollars. So he's completely out of money. 
you know, Roy is going up to San Francisco to to talk to Bank of America to get more money, get more money. And Bank of America says, we're not giving you any more money. So he's looking for a partner to build a hotel. And he goes to uh, a, a TV legend named Art Linkletter. Art Linkletter, are you familiar with this guy? Absolutely, this yeah. Name? He's at opening day, if not yeah. narrating it. Yeah, that's right. So he's a really close friend of Walt, and Walt says, like, Art, will you build a hotel? And he says, no, I'm not going to build a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. So Walt goes to Marriott, and he goes to Sheraton. I hear that Art Walt- Linkletter passed up actually quite a few of Walt's investment ideas, and I've heard a story somewhere, I don't remember where I heard it, uh, but that when his, in his later years, he would walk around Disney, and every time he took a footstep, he'd say, there's another million I missed. Yeah, that's there's right. There's another, <laughs> something like that. I don't remember the story. Yeah, but. yeah like, there's another million I lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Um, Marriott and Sheraton also turned it down because they said, where's Anaheim? You know, again, right, right. this putting in, in perspective of the fifties where the, it, it is in the middle of these orange groves, right? So they just pass up. They said that we don't see any reason to do this. So Disney goes to this guy named Jack Rather and Jack Rather is an, he's, he's an oil tycoon who becomes a Hollywood producer. Yeah. So you know what you he know, buys the rights to? Do you know what TV shows he buys the rights to? What's what's that? A, a bunch of them, but the two Nodalins he owns ends up owning and becoming, I think, the producer of Lassie and the Lone Ranger. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Lassie and the Lone Ranger. So like he's making his money off of two very iconic oil, TV shows. But also, point. yeah, he 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 parlayed from oil into uh, a border collie. Yeah, totally makes sense. He's right? A, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I almost did like a little bark there. <laughs> I was like, do that again. That was <laughs> what? What is it, Lassie? <laughs> oh, there's oil over in those hills. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, well, you just became Scooby Doo. All right, uh, <laughs> row. Um, so, so uh, Jack Rather um, says, "Yeah, I'll build a hotel." So he builds a hotel for for Walt. They uh, they have a groundbreaking on March eighteenth, nineteen fifty five. Which Park is opens before Disneyland opens. Just for historical yeah. context, that's several. You, which four the or five months. Well, when it, when does Disneyland July open? July 17th, 1955. You are, you are correct, sir. So Mar- this uh, is before the park is opened. The success of the park is not known yet. It's not like it's been no. open for a year and people are like, oh, slam dunk, we need a hotel. Right. Technically, right. they break ground on this hotel before the park has proven itself. Yeah, and so there is a little bit of a gamble there, but given that I think it's like 30,000 people were on opening day of Disneyland... I feel like Jack Rather's like, yeah, okay, we can do this. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to feel okay about this. Yeah, because it doesn't open um, until October 5th, which is after the park. Right, yeah. And when it opens, it opens with like 104 rooms in five two-story buildings. So it, again, it's sort of hard to imagine. You can imagine that with sort of the the motels that are around Disney right now, but to imagine that the Disneyland Hotel is basically five two-story buildings is just sort of interesting to me. It's totally interesting. Well, the other thing is interesting, I, I read somewhere that the, when they actually took reservations before the construction was, there was a wing or an area that was done. And so they took they took reservations. And when that happened, there was actually seven rooms available. So when it actually, oh, is that right? yeah, when it becomes operational, there's seven units available for rent. And then it jumps up to that 100 and 105 number, you know, oh with, within a month or a couple of weeks or something. And then I actually charted the growth of the Disneyland Hotel till its current day. Just the growth of that thing is just... It's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. Yeah, the, it just continues to scale up over yeah. the years, right? Uh, I, I, another interesting fun fact: the original room rate was fifteen dollars a night. Not too bad. Fifteen dollars a night for the Disneyland Hotel, yeah. which is crazy to me. So between 1955, 1960, like you said, just lots of building of the Disneyland Resort. Yeah, it goes or, from excuse seven me, I keep to saying the Disneyland Resort. It's the Disneyland Hotel. 1967. It's got three hundred rooms and four hundred fifty rooms. Yeah. and then shops and dining. Like that's the other thing. Is like the Jack Rather just keeps putting shops in there and different dining locations. Anaheim's first radio station goes into the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, what's that it's, about? 
out. K K E V K E Z Y ninety five point nine FM. Uh, just in, an interesting interesting thing to note that Anaheim had its first radio station. Uh, which now I ninety five point nine is still a radio station uh, based out of Orange County. Uh, it's it's the fish, but it obviously was not the fish. Did you read? Back, uh, did you read that that they were touting the Disneyland Hotel as kind of the world's, definitely America's, definitely California's first family hotel? That before this, hotels are used primarily for businessmen. They're, they sleep oh. one or two people at the most. Okay. They're they're used for traveling and that type of thing. They're not used for families to go anywhere and stay for any length of time because that's not something America is doing yet. We don't do and, that. And so the idea that you would rent a hotel room that can sleep up to four people is like yeah. new and exciting. Like, why would yeah. you do that? Why are you going to spend the night in a hotel with your family? Like, that's weird. What are they well, going to do? The other, the other thing that was like uh, the big feature was that every hotel room had a black and white TV at this time, right? On. Which I mean, was yeah. not was not a thing in hotels at right, this time. Yeah. Like uh, the other other amazing thing, uh, the Disneyland Hotel has a heliport. Yeah, what's up with that? It's got a. It does twelve flights to LAX, or where is it flying to? Yeah, it's flying to LAX. Uh, this thing opens in fifty six. Uh, not close to the hotel. They actually move it next to the hotel in sixty one. And yeah, they're just chartering flights back and forth from LAX to Disneyland. You can, I mean, that, that's crazy until it stops in 1968 because they have two horrific crashes four two. months apart from each Are other. Are you yeah. serious? Two? Yeah. Wow. One going, one going to LAX, one coming to Disneyland four months apart and 40 people die that is, as a result. That is a terribly high number. I mean, any number would be too high, but dang, that's, I'm surprised they, they keep going after the first one. Uh, yeah. And then it happens again, again, oh. just a few months later. And at that point, they they, they shut it down. So it's crazy. You know what else they do in the early 60s that I find fascinating is they open a miniature golf course at the Disneyland yes. Hotel. And mini golf, uh, from what I hear and see on YouTube, is a big thing in Florida. Disney has at least one mini golf thing that they uh, two, two that they operate. I'm getting it. Oh, three, three. three. And they're, and yes, they're, they currently have three. The thing, like I've dreamt of owning a mini golf course, just something I want to own. It's like having a theme park built, you know, separated into, into 18 little different 18 lands. little holes. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. love that. And then I see what the Disney Imagineers have done with some of the stuff over there. And I'm like, nah, there's not any reason to do that. Like they, they just do such a great job. Winter uh, Summerland, by the way, my favorite mini golf yeah? course at Disney. You've played yeah. these? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. I played all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Winter Summerland is great. They have two 18 hole courses. One of them is summer themed and one of them is winter themed. And it's just, it's just great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Fun. So we, we yeah. had one for a little while, uh, I guess. Uh, the thing I love. Well, and that, that one, the one of the Disneyland hotel, uh, each hole was themed to either an attraction or a land in Disneyland. So like it fulfills your desire of a mini golf course. Yeah, I love that. Uh, also, you know, probably one of the, the key features of the Disneyland hotel is they build a, a monorail station. Yeah. In the early 60s. And that uh, picks up and drops you off uh, at the Disneyland Hotel and drops you off into Tomorrowland. I mean, imagine that. How, again, there's something like that at, at Disney World, right? You have the monorail loop hotels uh, where you can get picked up and dropped off. But going back to this time where there's not a lot except for the park and the hotel and the idea that you can come out of the hotel, get on this future train, and it drops you off in Tomorrowland it's just mind boggling. I know. And so I mean, cool. we're going to describe uh, the thing I really want to get to is just describe what the 1979, 1980 Disneyland hotel oh, looked like, because right? it's, it's, it's just crazy. And for a kid, if you were to see a picture and tell them, I mean, 
you would go just stay at this hell, it, hotel. Didn't matter where it was. If it was in Iowa, no offense, Iowa or Ohio, you'd be like, we're going to this hotel. But the fact that Disneyland was right next to it, it just it's amazing. It effectively becomes a theme park, absolutely. Like outside of another theme park, absolutely. right? So yeah, I mean they they build basically from the end of the seventies until the eighties, they build uh, a marina. Like a legit marina that had yachts in it. Yeah. Oh, it had something amazing in it called Sausalito Sous. Do you know what Sausalito Sous no. is? No, what is this? Sausalito. So the marina, right? The, you have the towers that you're staying in, the, the hotel rooms, and your, your balcony, if you're on the right side, looks out on this marina where they have sailboats, power boats. Yeah. You know, it's a demonstration. You could fish and in it. You could fish in it. You could yeah. go for a paddle boat ride. Uh, and then it has this thing, Sausalito Sous, which is a floating barge. Uh, where you can get drinks so you can take a little okay. boat out to this barge and it's a bar it's a floating bar in the middle it's of a floating marina bar. in the middle you can of take a, a paddle boat too yeah that's amazing that's I amazing i can't drink as an eight-year-old but i don't know how old i am I'm but the mere fact you're going to get shirley temples or uh, yeah. or, uh roy rogers uh over in the middle of little, this uh, little this marina. aaron's head explodes when, when his dad tells him like i'm taking you to a hotel little thing they have a lake in the middle of the hotel we're going to take a boat to it and you're going to get out we're going to get drinks on an island <laughs> like my head explodes yeah. How you, you can't even conceptualize this. Yeah, no, this is a, like some sort of fever dream. It and is. you're thinking uh, this can't be possible. The other amazing uh, thing they have in 1979, uh, there's a restaurant there. I don't remember what it was called, but it was replaced by a couple of other restaurants. One of them was called Chips and Chips Dessert. Have you heard of Chips okay. and Chips? Chips and Chips Desserts is where you could get a freshly baked oversized chocolate chip cookie uh, with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it that then had hot fudge drizzled on top of it, which then had chocolate chips uh, doused all over the top of it. And that was in 1979 before Instagram and food photography and just the craziness. That was just something we were doing. You bought that for the pure pleasure of eating Just to eat it, not not to take a picture of you eating it, just to eat it. The uh, the whole uh, there was like a a mall basically a mall just stacked with uh, different restaurants and different stores and it, it, that that was a place that you could just uh, again it's it was a self contained entertainment uh, area right yeah uh, there was a, there was an early arcade there before arcades were a thing like yeah. the, they had an arcade there um, they have a laser show. That takes place over the marina. They have the dancing water fountain that you referred to. Yeah. Uh, that actually came over from the 64, 65 World's Fair. Did it so, really? Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah. So the, the, in addition to It's a Small World and Carousel of Progress and Monorail or, and uh, People Mover and all the things we talked about last week, yeah, this fountain comes over and they find a place for it in the Disneyland Hotel. So we talk about this. You could say that Disneyland's at the, at the hotel's at the height of its thing right now. 100%. The- I mean, it, the idea of staying at a place like this is amazing to me. Uh, if you were to tell me what type of hotel do you think Disney should create, this is the type of hotel yeah. that I would say, Keep I want in, to have this and this and this and this, and they'd say, yes, Keep it's all this there. in mind. Uh, so we'll say that the, the height of it's sort of what it was, was in the, we'll say 1980-ish. And yeah. keep in mind, at this point in time, not owned by Disney. It's owned Correct. by a separate... Still owned by the Rather Company yeah, or uh, Rather Corporation. Owned by a separate company. It, it goes from seven rooms to 104 to 300 to 450 to 616 to 1,000. Then it tops out around 1,400 Crazy. rooms. It doesn't have 1,400 rooms now. Uh, we'll take a no. we'll take guesses from guesses from our listeners. You tell me whether or not you think it has... How many more you think it has or what its current uh, occupancy is at the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, but then... I don't know where you want to go from there. Uh, 1990, what, 99, 95, 99, things, things start to really change. Well, there. I think we got to go back a little bit yeah. b- before that. 1984 is sort of a pivotal year because up until this point, is that Eisner? Disney, I'm sorry, is, is that, that again? Is that Eisner? It is Eisner. It's not only Eisner, but it's also the death of Jack Rather. So Aww. Jack Rather passes away. 
uh, Michael Eisner becomes the CEO of Disney. And whereas Walt just was always appreciative of uh, the Rather Corporation having built this and and it being a great place for families to go to, they never made a lot of overture in order to buy the Disneyland Hotel. Um, but they, but when Eisner comes in, he gets really aggressive. He decides that he wants to own this hotel in part because he doesn't like the fact that there is a third party or a non-Disney party that has the right to call something Disney. Right, and that and could so, they sell that right to somebody else? In theory, could Disneyland hotels start of opening all over the world that weren't? I mean, is that a possibility? Can you transfer the that deal? It would. It would. De- it would depend on what the what the lease agreement. Uh, the lease agreement for the or the licensing agreement for that hotel or for the name would be. I mean, theoretically, yes. I mean, if if uh, if the Rather Corporation, if if Disney was not savvy enough to to limit the licensing to only this location, then yeah, theoretically, Rather could open up Disneyland hotels all across the country. Um, but he doesn't. You know, he he opens up just this one. But it is out of the control of Disney, and that of course has some potential reputational issues with it for yeah. for example if uh if rather wanted to create their own mascots which i believe they did i believe they had some of their own mascots wow um they could have them there and those are not on brand with disney and so that becomes an issue michael eisner recognizes this and says we got to own this thing do you think this has the eisner sort of aggression towards it has anything to do with that his family now is in control of it and they don't have as good a, they don't there's not that sort of old school camaraderie that now there's new decision makers in the family and or something like that. I don't know. I, I would assume I'm asking you to business. guess because you own a podcast. My guess. That's right. And so that qualifies me to make exactly. uh, to, to render an expert opinion. I think it's just an economic decision. Yeah. I mean, you're taking a look at uh, what did we say the original original opened up with how many how many rooms? About 100. Um, 100. And now you're looking at close to 1500 rooms. Yeah. And and it's constantly uh, near capacity, if not at capacity, like why would you sell that thing? Yeah. If Disney offered enough money, then any you know a certain amount of money is going to make the rather corporation say yes. They obviously didn't offer that enough money, and 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 I can tell I can tell you that they didn't offer enough money because Michael Eisner does something very very shrewd mm. in his uh, in his last attempt to buy the Disneyland Hotel from the rather corporation. There is a lease agreement between Disney and the Disneyland Hotel for the monorail, okay? The monorail line is leased to the Rather Corporation, and so they are paying rent in order to have the monorail come to the Disneyland Hotel and take guests to Tomorrowland. Yeah. So Eisner says, okay, fine. You don't want to sell us the hotel? That's okay. Well, just, you know what? Since we're talking here, since we're talking about different things and yeah. operational costs, you know what? It's really costing us a lot of money to run the monorail to you. So we're going to have to hike up that rent that we're charging you to have the monorail, One the pleasure of having the monorail dollars. come to your hotel. So they jack the price up like way, way high in order to uh, in order to try to squeeze the Rather Corporation to sell. Basically say, okay, listen, this isn't worth it. We're not going to pay this. We're not going to pay this rent on the monorail. We'll just sell you the hotel. But I just love the the resolve here because the Rather Corporation says, no, nah, it's okay. We'll just pay. We'll pay the lease. That's fine. We'll pay the rent for the monorail. And they decide to not sell anyways. Here's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, interesting play, but the public 
uh, and pub- the public's opinion of who you are and what you're doing does matter, especially in the theme park. The public does not know the difference between the Disneyland Hotel, Disneyland, and the right. monorail. And so when they the don't Rath- know that's owned by a different company. Yeah, so when the Rather Company says, yeah, no, we can't afford that lease. We'll just, I guess, we won't have the monorail anymore. Guests are just like, I don't like Disney. Why can't they open up the monorail? They're not like, oh, I wish the Rather Company would really pay that jacked up lease. Yeah, like, exactly. They don't- they say, well, how come the monorail doesn't go to the yeah, Disneyland Hotel it's anymore? It's just <laughs> Disneyland's pro- It's just Disney's problem. It's That is yeah. never the Rather's problem. I wouldn't so, have paid it, son. I wouldn't have paid it. Uh, well, uh, they didn't pay it either. Oh, and then Disney just does a Hail Mary. And this is the thing that I, I love in this story is they go, all right, fine. You know what? We're just going to buy the entire Rather Corporation. Yeah. And they do. So, so they got Lassie so they, and, the, and the Lone Ranger. They got and, Lassie and the Lone Ranger in the Disneyland Hotel. All right. And not only did they get Lassie and the Lone Ranger in the, in the Disneyland Hotel, they also got some other crazy things like... Uh, like the spruce goose. Oh no way! And, uh, yeah. yeah, and the uh, the, is it called the Saint Mary? What is it? The 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 sure the giant the Queen Mary, the Queen Mary, the Queen Mary. So they get the spruce goose and the Queen Mary, both owned by the Rather Corporation. They got Lassie, Lone Ranger, Spruce Goose, uh, Queen Mary, and the Disneyland Hotel, uh, and now they own all of it. Howard Hughes's wooden airplane. That's right. Oh, they just mopped up Long Beach. That's that's. They basically just own Long Beach. That's which, so funny. For another story, will be interesting because one of the you know proposed third gates was over in Long Beach. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they so they end up buying in in 1987. Disney acquires ownership to the Disneyland Hotel, uh, and then there's sort of like a lull for a little while into the 90s. Like nothing really happens with it. And then now you're talking about what happened sort of in the in the mid 90s. Uh, some of that stuff, the Aqua Garden hangs on into the for a ni- while for a, for a while. Yeah, I want to yeah. even say like early 2000s. I don't know the dates. I can only speak to the my other favorite thing. Uh, I have a couple of favorite things about the Disneyland Hotel. Um, I'll share one now and then another one later. But uh my my second favorite thing is that there were RC Jungle Cruise boats there. Yes, uh, for a long time there's yes. a little uh, there was a restaurant there before it was a Trader. What's it called? Trader Sam's. Or Trader whatever. Sam's. Uh, before mm-hmm. it was Trader Sam's, it was called Crocs Bits and Bites. And yep. at the back patio of Crocs Bits and Bites, there was a square water thing, and you would put in a. I think you had to get a token or something, uh, and you could take control of a Jungle Cruise boat and drive it through little things. Uh, Did it have an obstacle course that you? Yeah, could, you yep, could go totally. Through? Okay, and, and these yep. are good sized boats. I mean these these are these are you know two 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 and a half three foot. Yep. Uh, they're big. They're big. You could you could buy them on eBay for a little while when they closed this down. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I was so sad. I love that. You know, I've always wanted to be a Jungle Cruise skipper. Jungle yeah, Cruise course. is my thing. I love it. Uh, and I've, I've driven those boats a lot. I did it with uh, my oldest daughter. It was the last time I drove those. She stood in front of me, and we kind of drove it together. So I have nothing but amazing memories of these remote-controlled Jungle Cruise boats. And so when they closed that down in 2010, maybe they got rid of yep. those. Uh, I was like, oh, I want to buy one. And uh, I looked them up. There was a few on eBay. They were the starting bids were, I believe, were $2,500. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. I know. It seems like, <laughs> oh my it, gosh. It seems like a lot of money. But like right now, I'm yeah. like, what's $2,500? I could be staring at a Jungle Cruise boat. Oh, above. yeah, exactly. You own a piece of Disney history. At that I point. know. So that's my second favorite thing. Uh, but then they do a weird, not a weird thing. They, they get rid of some of the, they get rid of some of the hotel rooms to uh, make room for stuff. Or I don't know. But they actually downsize. Yeah. So they, they start demolishing, basically. Uh, this is when Disneyland decides to become the Disneyland resort. Right. And so they start prepping for a California adventure in downtown Disney. And, and so what parking. they do is they, and parking, right. Yeah. So basically they eat into the Disneyland, uh, or I mean, yeah, they eat into the Disneyland hotel uh, and they start just tearing stuff down. So they, they demolish the monorail station and the shopping plaza. They uh, demolish the original swimming pool. 
the original lobby and this thing called Restaurant Row, which is where all these restaurants were. And all of that, that whole space then becomes downtown Disney. Yeah. And instead, like the ESPN zone goes in there, Rainforest Cafe. That movie the, theater. The, the theater, the movie theater yeah. goes in there. Yeah. And uh, and so they start just taking it all out. The marina gets destroyed. And, you know what's uh, a bummer I think, is I heard you tell me if you've heard this is true or not that yeah. original pool that was at the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. Uh, I've used that uh, the submarine voyage used to have actual mermaids. You know, they had girls. Right. And right. I heard yep. that they practiced at that pool when they were working on the breathing systems and just being mermaids. Yeah, I believe that's that's correct as well. Yeah, yeah, because just, that was yeah. like an Olympic sized swimming yeah. pool that they had it's right just, there. Yeah. It's sad when we lose history like that. Yeah. So, so that all gets that all goes away. And uh, I mean, the, the plus side is that the Neverland theme pool gets created. It's amazing. And that's an amazing pool. It's I mean, an I, amazing pool. I mean, we're jumping the gun here. That pool does not exist anymore. It's replaced by the monorail pool. And um, there's a there's a nod to that's where the original monorail station was. And so now there's a monorail pool. But are those really geora- geographically in a similar spot? The the monorail uh, water slide tower and the monorail? I, I believe Within? so. I believe okay. so. I mean, I know that that whole area was... Yeah was demolished to make way for these things. Yeah. And so uh, that the fact that they have the monorail pool is supposed to be a nod to the fact that that area was the monorail station. Pop quiz, Scott Storm. Ready. Uh, Jack Rather. Jack seems, Rather. Seems like a heck of a guy. Uh, he liked to name stuff around the Disneyland hotel property after people in his family that he cared for. He was kind of a stand-up guy like that. And so, yeah. so he named one of the towers after his wife. What was the, That's t- right. What was the name of that tower? Well, I imagine when he was doing that, he was like, you know, oil tycoon. So he's probably like, like bow legged and he's probably moseying around. He's got like a big 10 gallon, uh, 10 gallon hat on. And he's probably like, ah, whoa, whoa, uh, we're, we're building more. We're going to build another hotel. Oh, I just knocked, just knocked my microphone. That's how animated and You knocked it I with was. finger guns though. I did. It was my finger, my finger guns. I went to shoot <laughs> yeah. them in the air and I accidentally shot my microphone. You did. So he's like, uh. He's like, uh, this one's going to be called uh, the the Sierra, and this one's going to be called the, I don't know what the other one is. They had one called but, Marina, uh, I believe, Sierra. Marina. Marina. And this one I'm going to name after my wife, Bonita. <laughs> Boom. And then and that's what he names it. So he names it the Bonita. Yep, the that Bonita, is correct. His, um, but, uh, amazing that he named a tower after his wife. That's awesome. Also amazing that his wife's name was Bonita. I think it's, it's just, it, it seems like it was meant, it, it meant to be. Yeah. He was meant to marry a, a woman named Bonita, uh, meant to have a tower named after her. His 2010 happens. They, they continue to downsize and uh, goes this from is probably 1400 rooms to do you know what the current occupancy of just the Disneyland Hotel? Obviously, they have Paradise Pier and yeah. Grand California, but not including those. Uh, so resort capacity has gone up, but just the Disneyland Hotel has actually gone down. Do you know what the current yeah. number of rooms? I, is? Do, I don't. What is it? I believe it's it was n- at 1500 at yeah. the top. What, what is it now? 990. Oh, that's that's quite a substantial cut. It is, yeah. The you had mentioned the the waterfalls and the grottos, yeah. that you remember as a kid. Love those. Uh, those those are no longer there, right? Right, yeah. Recently, within the last ten years, twelve like 10 years, years, yeah, yeah. they they yeah. they. Uh, and so in two thousand ten, when I stayed there, I went on a little just all by myself, just trying to see what I could get into and what I couldn't get into. So I checked that out. I, I spent some time there looking at that. Uh, but then shortly after that trip, all that stuff gone. So now this brings the interesting question. Okay, so now they, they've done, they've ch- fundamentally changed the character of the Disneyland Hotel. What do you think about the Disneyland Hotel now as opposed to what you thought about it when you were a kid? And I understand you were looking through kid goggles. Like, I yeah, get totally. That. I think, and you, but, I think- but imagine, uh, imagine you are little Aaron Robbins now and little Aaron Robbins then. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, uh, 
the, the closest thing that I've ever seen, and it's not, it, it just pales in comparison to it. Uh, but it, it used to have this sort of outside feel like the, like the Embassy Suites hotels. I don't know if you have ever stayed at Embassy Suites, but but they have this interesting thing where all the rooms are sort of on the inside and they look into this central courtyard, right. which yep. makes you feel very separate, but also connected at the same time. Yeah. And the old, the old, the prime time uh, golden era Disneyland Hotel did that very well, where, where you were in your room looking down on activity still much much like riding the people mover and looking into a ride uh yeah. you could be a fly on the wall of this resort where there were boats and kids and people running around um so it did feel like yeah i want to go to disneyland but there's also like i mean it's pretty happy here at the disneyland hotel yeah. too like, this place yeah, is jamming right. um right. so and, and i think now there's still the disney magic that the disney magic definitely carries through into that in to when you stay on a disney property for sure yeah. um but uh, I don't know. There's just there seems like a difference. Like it's now sort of a starting point. It's a trailhead to then walk down downtown Disney and or get on the monorail, monorail, and then go into the park. It, it's more of a sort of a moving out and moving in versus a just a centralized sort of hang area. Yeah, it seems more utilitarian now, whereas in the golden age, it was more experiential, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, like, when do you want to go to the park? You want to just... We'll just hang out here at the hotel. We'll go to the park at, like, 7 at night. We'll just we'll just go for the evening. Does it feel more resort-like? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to explain cause, or to, to ask because it, it, clearly in the 80s, it was a resort. You know, again, it was a resort destination, uh, but now there's a different feel to it, and it and yeah, does it feel? I guess it feels more Disney, right? It feels yeah. more Disney than it did. It feels more polished. It feels more polished. yeah. And, and before, I mean, you read the the list of things that are, you read the list of things that are at the Disneyland Hotel in the in seventy nine, sixty through eighty, and you're like, there there is only one company and one person alive that can make that good any other person tries to make a hotel with yeah, like we got a right. chicken ranch and we got a golf course that's and we got a boot right. throwing station you can ride an emu <laughs> yeah it's like it's not good like yeah. no, that's that's like oh this is like it's fun but this is awful it, but at disneyland it all works it all feels magical it does feel like a movie walking around the old disneyland hotel felt like you were on yeah. the set of something that couldn't possibly be real because there were sailboats surrounded in by the middle of a hotel surrounded by three towers by which no right. wind could possibly get in there there's there's <laughs> right. no way to sail a boat there right? right so it's just That's amazing right. uh i i guess this begs the 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 natural question and we should probably close with yeah this. let's do it uh w- would you want to stay there again given the fact that it is a very expensive hotel to stay at yeah i you know it just it depends like if you don't go a lot if you're concerned about the fact when you leave Disney property, there's definitely a feeling uh, of I'm, I'm being you, off you, property. Yeah, that I'm yeah. off property now. Uh, it used to be that the cast members were sort of hidden from view. They weren't allowed to leave the park in costume. Yeah. Uh, they changed at in the park and then they uh, exited on buses through the back and went to parking lots. Now right. they're allowed to be picked up kind of anywhere. Well, not anywhere. They have designated lots uh, and they're allowed to be in uniform when they get they get picked costume. up. Costume. Oh, sorry. Yes. Wow. I got a finger raise and sort of like sorry. a head dip. Like and I also sort of, I, I pushed my imaginary glasses yeah, up yeah. from the bridge of my nose. In costume. Uh, and so you you there's sort of a saying goodbye to the park that happens sort of as the music goes away. They play music. They pipe in music into the Esplanade yeah. there. The music starts to fade away. The magic starts to fade away. You start seeing cast members like, you know, smoking and being picked up. Uh, yeah. And then you're off property. You're on Harbor. And you're in Anaheim. You're just in Anaheim now. Yeah. And there's traffic and noise. Uh, and so there's like a letdown. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing by any stretch. It's still magical. You're super tired. Uh, but there is a letdown. There's definitely a, I'm, I'm out of the magic bubble. It's really okay. close, but I'm outside of that bubble. 
Okay, um, you, you do feel that. That was going to be my question for you. Absolutely. Okay, so so do you feel like uh, when you're in downtown Disney and you're going over to the Disneyland Hotel that you still, does it feel like you're still on property? Does it still feel yes. like you are part of the Disney experience? To me, 100%. If you were to take the okay. monorail, get off the monorail, go walk into the Disney lobby, go into one of the towers and take it up, you, you feel like you're in the park. Grand California, same thing. You feel okay. like you're still part of the, the day's activities. And if that is worth $550, $700 a night, um, to you because you are this is a once in a 10 year trip and and you don't you don't you want to maximize it i wanted to do this for this trip or for this podcast i wanted to calculate the hourly rate like how much you're paying by how much minute to be in there because when, <laughs> yeah. you, when you think about a good theme park day you're up at 7 7 30 you're out of the hotel sure. by 8 8 30 and you're back at 11 1 yeah. o'clock in the morning that's seven hundred. You're basically there just to lay your head down. For yeah, yeah. Hours. And so I think we tend to think of it that way: is that if we're just there to lay our heads down, we're really going to have a theme park day. Uh, it's just not. You cannot justify the expense for us yeah. if we're not going to go into the park a lot, or we're going to have just a resort day or something like that, and not go into the theme park. Then, yeah, it's absolutely totally worth it. Well, listen. When you and I go down, yeah, we're we're staying? We're, we're staying at the Candy Cane Lodge. Oh, okay, the Candy Cane, <laughs> the Candy Cane Inn. That's right, the candy cane in. My last thing, uh, my last favorite thing about the Disneyland Hotel before we play a quick game and say good night, I guess, is uh, you used to be able to go into the Disneyland uh, Hotel lobby uh, and then sort of back behind the conference room, they had a glass display of Mickey Mouse and Disneyland memorabilia going back as far as it goes. They would have stuffed animals, ticket books, any kind of cool Disneyland memorabilia and Mickey Mouse memorabilia. They had it on display, like on permanent display there. And we used to love to take it just a walk down there to just to look at that stuff because it was it's, you know, it's from from a long time ago and it's rad. Again, this experience of taking a look into this makes me want to go and experience it now. But I really wish I could get my time machine to go back to. The, I know. The early. So 80s we're we're, we're just getting it. one hotel room then. I. Why not? Yeah. I. Yeah. Well, I'll have to tell you. <laughs> I used to make movies. I don't sleep with the crew. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you can't. It's I'm in, not even sure how to respond to that. I'll just, sleep in the bathtub. I'll sleep in the bathtub. It makes you feel on better. Many levels. It's a, it's a good policy. Are you? You're calling me the crew, though. That's the thing. I, I know. Wasn't that rude? I am the talent, sir. The talent. Yes. And you know that. All right, finger guns. Take me. Uh, take me to, to a game. What are we playing? Uh, I think we decided we're going to play uh, freeze it, zap it, plus it. <laughs> Why we change the name again? I think we're locked in on this one. Okay. I feel like freeze. How does it feel to you? Freeze it, zap it, plus it. I feel like that's what's that happening when I'm zapping me. it. I'm getting rid of it. Yeah, you're getting rid of it. All you're right. zapping it out of existence. All right. So my suggestion was freeze it, zap it, plus it. Ah, new brand name, Showdown Edition. Showdown Edition. Okay. Yeah. So so freeze it, zap it, plus it is you take one thing and you say whether you're going to freeze it, get rid of it, or plus it. Showdown says we take three things and we put them into the category. So you're either freezing oh, one, yeah. Showdown zapping mode. one, bum, plusing bum. one. Um, and then we're going to do, do one want, after want, stick around after the end music we're going to do this right. after the end that's music right. stick around because we're going to do uh, a, a game and scott and i are not going to comment on it that's just going to be for you and whoever you're listening to this with if you're alone when you're listening to this i mean i don't know what to say about that this is what you're going to do we'll you're going to listen you're going to listen to our game and you're and we're going to put a post on instagram uh that's going to have the game on it and you're going to comment what your uh, what your answer to that game was yeah and then you share it with somebody later in the future maybe you find somebody that likes Disneyland then you tell them what your answer would have been but that's what we're going to yeah. do stay tuned <laughs> after the credits for that uh special special game take us there scott storm i sure will Aaron. <laughs> are you going to sneeze it looked like, it looked like you were about to break up with a sneeze <laughs>
Okay, so my uh, my first showdown, freeze it, zap it, plus it showdown. I'm going to give you three Tomorrowland attractions. Yep, and I have to put You're them in those categories. You're going to tell me which one you which one you freeze. I got to freeze one. Which one you zap? Which one, means I got to get, get rid, rid of, of one. And which one you plus? plus. I, I got to make one better. Astro blasters. Astro blasters. Yep. Star tours. Okay, star tours. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, listen, it, 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 it's not easy. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, so let's say with what, what, we're, what we're freezing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freeze Space Mountain, so that one's done. Oh, I, you're I, not changing it? No, no, no. Space Mountain's a classic. Uh, they already, the, the overlays are grandfathered the hyperspace and Ghost Mountain, you're not getting, you're not, you can't use those. No, they're grandfathered in. Those are things that currently exist. Oh, they're grandfathered in. Yes. Okay, so I'll, I just can't, I'll, I'll I can't that. add any new overlays, but those are fine. So I'm freezing it. Space Mountain's a classic. I'm not changing it. Uh, oh, man, I'm going super controversial. Astro Blasters, I'm plussing. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, your face just lit up Whoa. like there's no tomorrow. You you literally blew my hair back I over saw Zoom. It. it was embarrassing for all of us. But uh, you know, we're gonna upgrade that email your score thing at the end. We're gonna make sure that the ride doesn't break down. There's gonna be some interactive elements with other theme parks what? around the world. I can't, I can't even. I still can't even respond to this. <laughs> it's not I like there's so one answer to these things. I'm allowed to have my own opinion, which means Star Tours is going to have to be... You're kidding. We're going to start. Yes. Would you like to know why? I, yes. If I can even, if I can even concentrate it's like on this. your answer. It's like this. I'm on a boat with three people that I love very much, but the boat's sinking. One of them has to go overboard for the sake of the boat to keep it right. And Star Tours is weighing down Tomorrowland from being what Tomorrowland needs to be. Tomorrowland, I know that it's connected to, to Buzz Lightyear now, but st- but Star Tours <laughs> with Galaxy... Don't stop! Star Tours with Galaxy's Edge is just confusing, first of all. Second of all, I don't... I love the queue. I love the experience. I don't love the ride. To be, I like walking in. I like sitting down. I like the pre-boarding thing. I don't... <laughs> does it make you sick? Is that the reason it does, why it yeah, makes you It does, yeah. It does make me sick. I just... I uh, the, motion, the motion is not as good as it could be i know then you're like well plus it because i don't want to because it's not in galaxy's edge it's confusing and tomorrowland needs to be a future that we can never actually go to it needs to be the 60s version of what we thought it needs to be a retro future there we go i i can't believe we're not friends anymore and i can't believe that was the answer <laughs> no, that, did that we're not friends i'm just so stunned i'm, I'm so stunned i can that tell. you would choose i almost would... feel embarrassed but i don't care <laughs> I've been talking I mean, about it just, for a long time. It's time people knew. It is shocking to me. This is just a shocking answer. So uh, I cannot believe that you are sacrificing Star Tours yeah. at the altar of Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster. <laughs> it's only because the ride is it's it's weighing the rest of the park down. It's like that whole Tomorrowland is basically like uh, Star Wars Land light. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to move on. Uh, no, wait, you have to answer. Uh, are you sure? I just, yeah. I don't even know. I'm not even sure if I can uh, compose myself. I don't even know who do you it. are right now. <laughs> um, I, <sighs> you don't agree at all that Tomorrowland has been overrun by Star Wars stuff. Well, uh, listen, th- this, this gets into a whole, a whole different topic. Okay. I mean, if you get rid of Launch Bay, it's not overrun anymore. Okay. The, the mere fact the that Star Launch Trader Bay exists, is 70% Star Wars merchandise. Yeah, but that's Maybe. easy. You can wheel that back. And quite frankly, I think it should continue to be Star Wars merchandise because of the way that they have uh, Galaxy's Edge uh, arranged where you can't buy Star Wars merchandise in Galaxy's Edge. It has to be handcrafted Edge. on Batu. Yeah. So if you want to get a shirt that has a Star Wars logo, you have to go over to Tomorrowland <laughs> yeah. for it. And and I don't I, I, I don't want to give that. Can I get a Run T-shirt? Like no, but you can get a frog leg necklace, but they're not called frogs. <laughs> they're called Oaxaca <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Right. 
<laughs> exactly. It's the It's going to fall apart. It's made of it's made of burlap twine. Uh, but we're gonna you know you can you still buy it. Thirty seven dollars. It's fine. Doesn't say Disneyland on it. If if we're if we're taking the conceit that Galaxy's Edge can just be Star Wars land, it doesn't have to be this theme storytelling experience. Right. And we're gonna put Star Wars merchandise in there. Then I would agree with you. But it, I I no I am not going to agree to get rid of Star Tours because it is a classic attraction. It's that queue is. I mean, you want to talk about evoking uh, a feeling of nostalgia, walking into that queue for the first time and rounding the corner and seeing C-3PO and R2-D2 working on the, on the, uh, the speeder. Yeah. It, it's like, and the, and the advertisement of going to Endor uh, on the multi-screen, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the multi-monitor screen, like that is, that is so deeply rooted in my memory. I can't even imagine letting that go. Feels, can't imagine letting feels it feels like it's so deeply rooted. You'd be okay to let it go. Like you have, those Oh memories. my gosh, stop it. Okay. Wow, stop really it. Taking Admiral Akbar up there. It's great. It's not Akbar, but oh, yeah, some... no, no, just the Mon Calamari up there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Oh, okay. So, I mean, if, and, don't you feel like it? with the new queuing system, you spend less time in that particular section of the, the queue than you ever have in the history of it. You almost skip that part. You do whip by it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's time to let it um, go, Scott Storm. So I'm I'm going to zap. I'll zap Astro Blasters. I feel like that's uh, poetic in and of itself. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll freeze Star word, Tours. Was that a word play on the word zap? It was. Huh, nice. It was. I liked it. It was clever. Thank yeah. you. And uh, and I'll plus Sp- Space Mountain. I, I don't know what I'm going to plus it to. Um, I, I but uh, that's that's going to be my answer because yeah. we've spent way too long on this on this one <laughs> this yeah, one topic. I, I, I rattled the cages. You sure did. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I yeah. stand by what I said. Ooh, I've said I'm more so. controversial things on Disneyland podcasts. Stick with us, guys. It's going to get worse. <laughs> you want to play another one? Or you want to wrap this thing up? We probably should wrap it up since we're almost headed head into the two hour mark. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's we, fantastic. You, you definitely got an editing job ahead of you. So you'll save hey, that listen, one for after for after the pot. You'll ask that one after after these oh, yeah, that's after good these okay. closing remarks. So make sure to listen after the end music, and uh, we're gonna have another freeze it, zap it, plus it showdown edition for you to answer uh, with whoever you listen to the show with, and also post it on Instagram uh, as a comment. Yeah, for post us. it on Instagram. All right, hey everybody! Thanks so much for listening. We love making this show. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. This has been Bob says and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, listen, this has been episode nine, but episode 10 is going to be even better. We've got a special guest. Miriam Kinley from the We Like Theme Parks podcast is going to be our special guest. She's going to talk to us about Disney bounding. She's going to explain to us. She's a huge Disney fashion person. She's going to explain to us what Disney bounding is, why we should pay attention to it, and maybe why we should be Disney bounders. So make sure to tune in next week for that. I can't believe you haven't asked me any fashion questions. It's quite obvious I'm as into it as she is, and you haven't asked me a single fashion question but that's fine do your outro because i've been waiting till episode 10 oh, to yeah. do it okay that makes sense yeah that so makes listen sense. to episode 10 you'll hear all my questions hey uh please be sure to subscribe we would love it if you left us a review on itunes we want to know what you think about the show plus it helps other people find out about the show you can visit us at bobbisandbanthas.com you can email at us email at us you can email at us or you can just email us so upset right now they're gonna throw those emails right through my window i'm gonna email at these guys info at bobbisandbanthas.com on instagram we're bobbisandbanthas uh, we we do lots of fun over there, and yeah. we're and we just we're getting more and more friends every single day. I'm so excited Bantha, about that. Bantha drawing contest the other day that was fun. Oh my gosh, you you destroyed me in that Bantha drawing contest. Oh, I thought yours was so. I think yours is cuter. Like like marketability, oh, it's cuter. And plus, I could see it as a. Uh, what do you call those little sumi? A sum sum. A sum sum. I, yeah. I pronounce them sum. If you could, is it sum sum or sum sum? I call it sum sum. Like as in a tsunami. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I could definitely see that as a sum sum. Yeah. Uh, I could see yours as the uh, as the main character in an animated TV show. That's there what Santa's saying. Thanks for listening. Hey, next week, uh, until next week, he's been Aaron, I've been Scott, we've been Bob, Bob Sons and Banthas, and uh, we'll see you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic Light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. All right, hey, listen, Bantha Tears, you have stayed all the way through, and we appreciate that. We're going to give you a freeze it, zap it, plus it for you to play with your friends and family. And again, Leave us a comment on our Instagram about what your answer to this question is. But what are it, you freezing? You're do it in parcel. Oh, that's a that's a, a Harry Potter thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> threw me off for a second. What's a Star Wars language? What do the Wookiees speak? Well, they speak Kashyyyk. Yeah, Kashyyyk. Your freeze it, zap it, plus it showdown edition is the teacups, the storybook canal boats, or Mister Toad. Which one are you freezing? Which one are you zapping? And which one are you plussing? Let us know in the comments on Instagram. Keep one the same. You got to make one better and you got to get rid of one entirely. And what were those Forever. rides again? You can never what go on ride? again. What were the rides again? The teacups. Teacups. The storybook canal boats. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Wow.